0: A note, today's episode features some discussion of suicide that may be upsetting for some listeners.
1: The great jazz trumpeter Miles Davis once said, It's not the
0: notes you play, it's the notes you don't play. The moments without notes change the way we interpret the notes played, turning it into a song. The lack of information makes the song interesting. This also applies to the lives of famous musicians and their
1: famous deaths. A missing piece of information changes the way we interpret their deaths, turning it into a crime story.
0: And when a conspiracy theory surrounds the death of a musician,
1: that's double the reason to obsess. Today, we're examining the top 10 mysterious musician deaths and we're looking for the unplayed notes. Hey all you
0: weirdos, welcome to Crime Countdown, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the Parcast research gods.
1: This episode, we are counting down the top 10 mysterious musicians' deaths. Ooh! I think the reason that we like theorize about musicians' deaths, even after we have quote unquote answers, quote unquote, quote unquote, is because musicians really become like a part of our daily lives. And a lot of times you feel super connected to this person, even if you don't necessarily yeah.
0: know them. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. Because music's super personal. I think everybody can agree with that. Yes. Everybody feels like music is personal. And when you feel like someone like, kind of gets you, because, you know, you're like, music speaks to my soul. This was written for Like me. a certain person speaks to my soul. You kind of feel like you have a bond with them, even though you don't know them at all. And- Speaking from experience, I'm not going to lie. I'm 100% convinced that David Bowie and myself are friends. We have hung out. I think so. Many times, even though we have sadly never met. Unfortunately. I
1: feel that way about like a ton of different musicians. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Stevie Nicks, Kurt Cobain, Tom Petty. The list goes on like forever because I have like a really eclectic music taste. You do. You have a a lot of different stuff. You like things from every kind of genre. I do. I really do. So I feel like a weird little connection
0: with all my favorites. It's your weird little family. I know, huh? You know what? I bet I know at least one of your little musical family members that may be on this list. I'm not going to
1: tell you, but You'll find out in just a minute. This week, I have the evens, even though we're both pretty odd. And I'd bet money, I would bet money on the fact that you have at least
0: one of my favorites. You'd bet money. 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 Cash. But with that being said, let's start the countdown.
2: Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush
0: I'll
1: start us off with number 10, the death of The Doors' lead singer, Jim Morrison. Morrison's partner, Pamela, discovered him dead in the bathtub in their Paris apartment on July 3rd, 1971. His death was ruled a heart attack, but because no autopsy was performed and his funeral was very hush-hush, the truth of what really happened has been questioned for decades. R.I.P. Jim Morrison. I know how mad you are that oh, I got this. I'm so mad. I'm so sorry. We love the Dawes. Well, let me tell house. you everything you already know, Elena. It come <laughs> at me. So Morrison's lifestyle involved partying and drugs. It did. He was wildin. And that led a lot of people to assume that drugs were probably involved in his death and that it wasn't just a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. So the book, The End, Jim Morrison, says he actually died of an overdose in the rock and roll circus club and that he was then transferred to the bathtub in his apartment. And they say the cover-up was to deflect attention from the drug dealers who sold him the heroin that he had used to overdose on. That's a lot of mental gymnastics you have to take. A lot. Make sure you stretch. And also I feel like that's just assuming a lot of people are not gonna see <laughs> yes. you with a very famous man. That's assuming a lot of people are involved in this
0: cover-up. It's assuming the paparazzi is off that night. It's because people can't accept that they just found him in a bathtub. That is true. Yeah.
1: Well, here's a sus fact for you though. Ooh. He did have a small funeral closed casket, but there's absolutely
0: no autopsy. I mean, strange, but coming from someone who does autopsies, that happens a lot. Does it really? It does. I didn't know that. Sometimes people just don't want one. Well, get
1: this. The investigation might actually be reopened. Ooh. A spokesman for France's Police National told the mail the new evidence will have to be considered. Give
0: me the new evidence immediately. I'm saying. Nine. At number nine is the late guitarist for the New York Dolls, Johnny Thunders. Johnny was staying at New Orleans' St. Peter's House Hotel on April 23rd, 1991, when he mysteriously died. He was 38 years old. Authorities called it an overdose, but never fully investigated. They never do. They never do. Well, Johnny was a drug user, but was allegedly clean at the time of his death. That's always so sad. It happens a lot. It does. According to his biographer, an autopsy revealed there was not a lethal level of drugs in his system. Hmm. So there is that. Johnny was found curled up on the floor under a coffee table, robbed and beaten. So, of course, rumors. So there was one rumor that came immediately that said he was robbed for his methadone supply. Oh. And people are hang on to that now. I could see that. There was another factor, though, that a lot of people didn't know at the time he was recently diagnosed with leukemia. Oh. And there was a next door witness here and he claimed that Johnny died with a guitar in his hands, but then later confessed that that was just a lie, which made his witness testimony questionable at best. I feel like that's a really stupid lie. And I read something about that and he said he just wanted to make it look like he went out in a blaze of glory. So he just made that up to make it look cooler. That's really annoying, too. But it's like you just made yourself look bad because he was curled up in the fetal position. Rigor mortis had set in. They're going to start questioning you like, what? Right. What do you mean? It doesn't show that here. So that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Don't lie. Don't try to make someone's death cooler. Yeah. Don't do it. Death isn't cool. Real gross. Well, the band manager says many attempts have been made to reopen the case, especially by his family. But police just say it's cut and dry, typical drug addled rock star stuff. What? That's real cold. So rude. Eight.
1: Number eight on our countdown of top 10 mysterious musician deaths, soul singer Donny Hathaway. The legendary musician who famously worked with Roberta Flack and inspired singers like Alicia Keys fell or jumped from the 15th floor of New York City's Essex House Hotel in January 1979. He was 33. That's so young. I know. All these people are so young. So investigators ruled Hathaway's death a suicide, but many close to him found this surprising and suspicious, but
0: I guess that could be some kind of denial. I know it always goes either way because you understand why they're immediately not going to want to accept that, but you just never know. Sometimes the evidence points to it. Right. So
1: the glass had been neatly removed from the window and there was no signs of struggle, which is interesting. Okay. Okay. Donnie had battled with schizophrenia and depression, which actually shed a light on the complicated relationship with mental health in the Black community. Yeah. Despite drugs being very prominent in the music industry, according to his estranged wife, he did not use them at all. Wow. So that's interesting. That's rare. She also said that his rising fame
0: was mounting his anxieties. Oh, I bet. I can't imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, I literally can't fathom. It's a very high pressure career. You already have anxiety and depression. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's looking at you.
1: And his manager disagrees with the suicide ruling and says that he was in high spirits producing great music that day.
0: I feel like it can go either way.
1: Sometimes you just never know. Yeah.
0: Seven. At number seven this week is the rock and roll king of the Southwest, Bobby Fuller. Bobby and his band, the Bobby Fuller Four, were best known for the song, I Fought the Law, with the classic line, I Fought the Law. And the law won. (laughs) But just as the group's fame was rising in 1966, 23-year-old Bobby was found dead. And the circumstances are confusing. 23 years old. A baby. So the night that this happened, Bobby got a strange phone call in the middle of the night. He left his home early in the morning in the family Oldsmobile. Okay. Very rock and roll. (laughs) Yes. Later that day, his mother found him dead in the car outside of their home. It looked like a suicide with a hose set up. Oh, that's rough. So automatically, that's the first thing you're going to think. Yeah. Well, the LAPD agrees because of course they do. And they (laughs) do not investigate. They don't check for prints. They don't interview anyone. They later called it an accidental death.
1: Wait, the LAPD didn't do their job? The LAPD did not do a thorough
0: investigation.
1: That's funny. We talked about
0: that on Morbid today. They're just popping up everywhere. But... The amount of time his body must have been in the car with the hose and the probable time of death did not match up. Huh. Come on, LAPD. Right. Like, we just investigated more than you did. Yeah, for real. In literally three seconds. Bobby's brother Randy wrote a book about his struggle for the truth and this lack of closure that they have. He believes it's a business deal gone wrong. Ooh. So these are some of the rumors, and some of them are crazy. (laughs) One of them is an accident that happened tripping on acid. Okay. Okay. That one's like very rock and roll. Don't know where that came from, but all right. A jealous fellow musician. Ooh, okay. like out there, but who knows? It's not super out there. Even more wildly, the Manson family being involved. Nah, I don't think so. Or the record label owner's mafia connections. It is always the mafia. The mafia is always involved. The mafia always knows.
1: Also on our list at number six is the late melancholy singer-songwriter, Elliot Smith, and his possibly too crazy to be true suicide. Elliot Smith's music was often labeled as sad and depressing, so his suicide in October 2003 was sad, but not shocking. But then the coroner's report came out. Was it actually a murder? Was it? I don't know. So he openly and often talked about killing himself. And he had said it again during an argument with his girlfriend, Jennifer. So she wasn't really alarmed by this because it was just kind of their regular. So she goes to the bathroom, but she heard a scream and she ran out into the living room and Elliot was facing away from her. And she's like, what the heck is going on here? Oh, creepy. Uh Uh-huh. So he turns around and has a kitchen knife sticking out of his heart. What? Uh Uh-huh. He was rushed into emergency surgery, but died 20 minutes after arriving at the hospital at 34 years old. Eee. So according to the LA coroner's office that dealt with his death, less than 4% of suicides in 2001 and 2002
0: were due to sharp force trauma. Oh yeah. It's one thing to like slit an artery or something, but right. like, stabbing yourself is very rare. Because that's very slow, I think. It's a greater chance of messing up. Right. And not actually doing it. Like, that's, ooh, It's a lot.
1: His producer claimed that in the early 90s, he actually saw a scar on Elliot's chest. So it is plausible he may have tried this before. Wow. That's bizarre. This one is super strange. And sad.
0: Yeah. Wow. Elliot Smith, I did not know that one. When I read it, I was like, oh, wow. That's insane. Seriously. And I also didn't know the Bobby Fuller one. I didn't either. Now I'm, like, scratching my chin because the time of death doesn't add up. I know. I'd like to look more into that So now that I'm one. like, who stuck a hose in his car? Also, what... Phone call? Did he get in the middle of the night? Like, I need answers. The weird phone call is always like a triggering alarm for me. I need answers. I know. I need them. Me too. I'm also waiting for some specific ones to pop up on this list. Me too, because there's a couple that I don't have, and I'm like, are they gonna be here? This one I don't have, and I know you
1: got it. I can't tell you.
2: Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from ParkCast Network. This month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th president of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from ParCast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, covering every angle of The Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Medical Murders, Crime Countdown, and others assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow the Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify.
1: All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown
0: of mysterious musician deaths. Starting off the second half of our list, soul singer Sam Cooke, who's known for hit songs like You Send Me and Wonderful Worlds. Yeah. 33 year old Sam's star was rising fast when he was killed in Los Angeles on December 10th, 1964. The story is a wild chain of events with some super strange twists. This one's crazy. <laughs> I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard of this one. I hadn't heard of it until now, and wow. So we'll begin at 1 a.m., where all good things happen. I was just going to say, <laughs> not a good time. So Sam leaves an L.A. restaurant with Alyssa Boyer, who he met there. So he didn't know her before this. Oh, okay. She says they stopped by a club, and she then asks to be taken home at 2 a.m., seems fine right yep seems normal so far well Alyssa claims that Sam just completely ignores her he started speeding down the freeway towards the airport he ended up stopping at a motel he quickly rented a room and then he attempted to rape her according to her okay she said Sam then went into the bathroom Alyssa escapes taking some of Sam's clothing with her he then breaks into the hotel manager's room thinking Alyssa's hiding in there So the hotel manager, Bertha Franklin, says Sam attacked her, so she shot and killed him in self-defense. What? It was then deemed justifiable homicide. Okay, so she meets him at a club. Yes. And then she wants to go home. And he just ignores her, speeds down the freeway, stops at a motel, rents a room, tries to rape her. He goes to the bathroom. She escapes, takes his clothes with her. Wow. He then breaks into the hotel manager's room trying to get her. And the hotel manager, Bertha Franklin, shoots him. Okay, thank you for that quick overview. I needed that again. Wow. (laughs) Seriously. I know, I need it again. So, again, deemed justifiable homicide. It seems like it. Well, then January 2nd, 1965, over 200,000 people attended Sam's services. They absolutely love him. Of course. Then the details come out, and it gets real weird for everyone. It gets weird or it gets weirder? It gets weird because everyone loves him. And then all these details come out and they're all like, we don't love him. We feel weird about this now. That happens a lot. Well, Sam had a blood alcohol level of 0.16. 0.08 is considered too drunk to drive, mind you. Wow. But he drove all that way and apparently sped down the freeway. I don't know. Alyssa was sitting in the car while he rented the room. So why didn't she just run? Right, exactly. Escape, steal the car, do something, like, get out of there. Yeah, I was going to ask you why she didn't leave. Well, it turns out she was a sex worker that Sam probably hired. Oh. And another quick connection to this, Bertha, the hotel manager, was an ex-madam with a criminal record. So was this a setup? So things are seeming to look like a setup here. We're getting the pieces of the puzzle. Also... His credit cards were missing from his jacket. Okay, so Alyssa is not as chill as she says. Credible. Of course, there are several theories to do with this, like all, you know, musician deaths. Yes. One is that it was a drug deal gone wrong. Okay, I could see that. Which you could see. Another one is a mafia hit. I don't know if I see that. And another one a setup by Sam's jealous wife. Okay, yes. I'm not saying she did it. I'm not saying she didn't. (laughs) I'm not saying either one. (laughs) Or it could be a racist plot in the entertainment business because Sam did have enemies, to say the very least. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, you just don't know. All of these kind of make sense. 4.
1: Landing at number four this week is Mozart. Famed composer Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart died at the age of 35 on December 5th, 1791, just two weeks after becoming very and mysteriously sick. This has prompted the debate of whether he was poisoned or just fell victim to an illness. I didn't know he was like my age. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. That was like elderly, though, for 1791, I would think. Thank you so much for pointing that out. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So Mozart suddenly came down with a fever, body aches, and swollen limbs, which sounds horrific. Like the flu. Exactly. (laughs) His health quickly faded. He fell into a coma and then died. Wow. Like, bing, bang, boom. Some believe that he was poisoned by his rival, Antonio Salieri. Mozart was apparently active, vibrant, and finishing up public performances right before his death, which does give credence to a foul play theory. I believe it. It's like, why are you jealous, (laughs) Antonio? So leading up to his death, he was plagued by depression and paranoia. He himself claimed he was being poisoned. He was trying to tell us all. He was like, I am not sick. I have been poisoned. That is his accent. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Mozart actually told his wife that he'd get sick and told her to suspect poisoning long before his actual
0: illness or death. I don't see anything mysterious about this. He's literally being like, "Everyone, someone will poison me." Right? Just so you know, don't question it. And afterwards, we're like, "So many questions."
1: Like Mozart, been knowing, you know? (laughs) He knew. A Berlin paper announced that he had died of poisoning, but is since considered false. No truth. Truth. To which I say, you're false. You're false, Berlin <laughs> newspaper. In 2000, some American scientists say it may have been rheumatic fever caused by a strep infection. All right. I mean, that sounds pretty legit. <laughs> Does it legit. make sense? Certainly. Absolutely. Am I a doctor? No. no. <laughs> but besides the conspiracy theories, many other causes of death have been speculated, including syphilis and kidney failure. Both not awesome. No, not things I'd want. No.
0: Number three on our countdown of mysterious musicians' deaths is Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. The Notorious B.I.G. I'm infuriated. I knew you would be. Biggie was killed in a drive-by shooting on March 9th, 1997, a year after Ash was born, while sitting at an intersection in Los Angeles. It's assumed the murder was a consequence of the West Coast East Coast rap rivalries that Biggie was a major player in, but the case remains unsolved and one of the most infamous whodunnits in music. So the driver slash shooter was described as an unidentified black male dressed in a suit and bow tie, and they fired a 9 millimeter pistol at Biggie, hitting him four times. That's so nuts. I know. He was only 24 years old. My age. He was immediately rushed to the hospital, but he died soon after.
1: 24. I know. And he was so talented, like the things he could have done. It's crazy. I love that you were literally not
0: even a year old when this happened. I know. So music producer Suge Knight is a popular suspect. He was in the car with Tupac when Tupac was murdered in Vegas a few months prior. Could it have been revenge? A lot of people a think so. A lot of people think this. Of course, there are a few theories, because we got to have theories with
1: Obviously. these.
0: One of them is that corrupt members of the LAPD were hired to get revenge for Tupac's death. I don't really think it was... The LAPD. In this I don't case. either, as much as I love to like
1: shit all of them. I think that this was 100% because of Tupac's death, but I yeah. don't think it was
0: the LAPD. I don't think it had to do with the LAPD. Another theory is that the FBI did have a history of surveilling and thwarting Black leadership. So was this their attempt to thwart this particular music genre? Mm. Were they just trying to get rid of it? I mean, that one? I yeah, could I see that, but I still think it was revenge. I think it was Suge. You think it was Suge? Well, another theory, yet another one, was that the Crips gang killed him, maybe at their own bidding or on the behalf of a more powerful person. Mm-hmm. Such as Suge Knight, a.k.a. the say. most powerful man <laughs> in gangster rap at the time. And yet another theory. Biggie faked his own death and is still alive and enjoying life outside the spotlight. I want that. I want that, but that one is so mean because if you ever see his mom in interviews, she's absolutely heartbroken and he would never have done that to her. I know, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's like nice to think about. You're like, maybe he's just like on an island somewhere with his life, but you're like, that would be sad. Yeah. Everybody misses him. (laughs) Well, his autopsy was released 15 years after his death, and it did offer more insight into how he died from his gunshot wounds, but no additional clues. So we're all just, who did it? Who did it? Even though a lot of people know.
1: I bet you were waiting for
0: Biggie on the list. I was waiting for <laughs> Biggie and I'm waiting for one more. I know who you're waiting for. That I'm for sure to. is going to be on the list. I'm also waiting for one more. And since there's only two more left, you better have it. I plead the fifth. Can you read my mind right now? <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if everyone else listening is like, where is this one person? That was my mind reading sound. I don't know if everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to tell you who I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to see Kirk Cobain. And I'm going to just go into the next thing. Bye. All right, let's see.
1: Two. we're down to the final two spots on our countdown of mysterious musician deaths at number two kurt cobain there he is officially the nirvana frontman's cause of death is suicide but circumstances surrounding his life caused many people to call his death into question including myself i was gonna
0: say including morbid a
1: true crime podcast i actually don't question <laughs> it i just know that he didn't commit there you go. suicide. So he's a member of the 27 Club, like musicians who died at the age of 27. There's so many of them. There is. It's a phenomenon that's been debunked, but it does feed conspiracy lovers. Feeds my soul. Same. Detectives spent 200 hours interviewing everyone from family members to heroin dealers in order to feel confident about their suicide ruling, which they shouldn't feel confident. I was going to say, all right. Okay, you do you, detectives. So the theory is that the gun was melted down in order to conceal evidence of a police cover-up, but police released pictures of the intact gun to debunk that and the pictures show that he absolutely could not have possibly killed himself with that gun because it was way huger than him way huger way (laughs) huger now obviously we know kurt cobain struggled with drug use both heroin and valium were found in his system at his time of death his loved ones did stage an intervention before his death and he had his troubles but he did claim that he was happier than most people thought he was Seemed like it was a lot of a persona. I definitely think so. And fueling the theories of foul plays, the toxic and often combative relationship he had with his wife, Courtney Love. That's a nice way to put it. And he was planning to divorce her. He sure was. Love explained his drug-fueled behavior as suicidal attempts and thoughts. But Cobain said his actions weren't always rational, but there was never suicidal intent. I'm prone to believe him. I know, right? Allegedly, he did want to quit Nirvana, which only fueled the idea that a murder could have been motivated by rage or jealousy. No. But no one in Nirvana would have killed yeah, him. no. Our Parkas fam actually has a new show that features Nirvana's music. It's called Conspiracy Theories Music Edition, and they have an episode about Kurt Cobain's death. So check that out for a deeper dive. Plus, you get to hear some classic Nirvana songs. Who doesn't love that? Oh, you have to love that. One.
0: And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 mysterious musician's deaths, Tupac. September 7th, 1996, Tupac is in the passenger seat of a black BMW cruising down the Vegas Strip on his way to a nightclub when he's shot and killed. The shooter has never been identified, so that leads to an infinity pool of speculation. I can't believe you got Biggie and Tupac. I know, I'm lucky. I'm really upset about this. I knew you would be as soon as I saw them. (laughs) But you know what? You got Jim Morrison. That's true. I also wasn't alive when Tupac died. You were not, and that does something to me. I think I was in the womb, though. Sure were. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Tupac is in the passenger seat of a car driven by music mogul Suge Knight. You might remember him from number three. Yes, or just everyday life. Or just speculation about this entire thing. Right. Well, the car stops at an intersection. A white Cadillac pulls up beside them and out comes a semi-automatic pistol, which shot and killed Tupac. Oh, so sad and so scary. Yeah, these intersections, you're just stopping your car. Just run red lights all the time if you're a famous rapper. There you go. (laughs) Now, his death was a clear murder. Most believe driven by the East Coast-West Coast rivalry between him and Biggie. Mm -hmm. We're right back to number three now. Suge Knight says he paid someone $3 million to cremate Tupac's body. That person has never been found. So that leads to a theory Tupac faked his own death. I
1: don't know if I believe that one. This one's more believable. I was going to say, I'm more inclined to
0: believe that Tupac would fake his own death instead of Biggie. Biggie, I don't believe it at all. It's a nice thought that he's like alive somewhere and happy, but no. Tupac, I wonder. But Tupac, I'm like, I could see it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, a popular YouTube video allegedly shows Suge Knight joking with a man who many say is Tupac while he was in Cuba, Hmm. which can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? There is another theory though. This theory says the FBI orchestrated to suppress gangster rap and prominent members of the black community, same as Biggie's death. Okay, it is believable. You could use it in both circumstances, it does make sense. Right. Why not bring Eminem into this? I mean, duh. Of course. If we're gonna be here, let's be here. Let's be here, let's step both feet in. (laughs) Eminem claimed that P. Diddy had a major hand in the death of Tupac and may have even ordered the hit that ended his life. I didn't know that.
1: Because Diddy and Biggie were like super close friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Look at you just connecting the dots for me. I'm like, I didn't
0: know that. What are you talking about?
1: And I think people claimed that Diddy and Biggie shot Tupac when he didn't die. Oh. Because Biggie released Who Shot Ya? Like right before or right after that. Look at you. I know.
0: Look at you. I know. (laughs) Well, Crip gang member Orlando Anderson has been a prime suspect because he was previously beaten up by Tupac and Suge Knight. But Anderson was killed in another gang altercation, so we'll never really know. He's a good suspect, though. There's like a bunch
1: of documentaries and he appears in like every single one. Oh, look at that. Yes.
0: So what do you think about this whole list? I would have said Kurt Cobain was going to be number one. Yeah, Tupac. Tupac had to be number one. Tupac and Kurt are right hand in hand for number one. And isn't that so funny because they're like complete opposite ends of the music spectrum? It is kind of funny, but they are definitely the most mysterious. The ones I need to know the most about. A hundred percent. I can't think of anything that was left off. Can you? I really can't either. I would love to throw David Bowie in there, but unfortunately we know what happened. I know. I want to pretend that I don't know, but I do. Same with Tom Petty for me. So yeah, I feel there you. there go. We're in this together. I know. I think we could just have a list of sad musician deaths and maybe add those onto it. On today's list of musicians that we wish were still alive. Yeah, add Chester Bennington in there, Scott Weiland. Let's throw them all in there. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered every week. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast shows for free
1: on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're
0: making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. And if you can't get enough of these creepy crimes, check out our After Crime Countdown podcast playlist on Spotify, where we've handpicked even more episodes about this week's stories that we think you'll enjoy. And if you like this show, follow at ParCast on Facebook and Instagram and at ParCast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, which you made it this far, so I always assume you do, you can follow Morbid Podcast. You can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts or follow us on Instagram at Morbid Podcast or Twitter at Amorbid Podcast. And we hope you keep it weird until next Monday. Please do. Bye. Bye. Crime Countdown is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristin Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff. Fact-checking by Cara Mackerlien. Research by Ambika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart.
2: Hi, it's Vanessa again. Don't forget, you can discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from ParCast, The Kennedys. Binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.